You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Body, no. Tipped up by Ned. Hit the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways on the FNTSY Radio Network. I am your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. Uh, the Welsh, still sick, might be able to come on tomorrow, so we'll see. Hopefully, we can get a joint episode done and I can kind of get his first impressions on the league so far. And I tell you what, guys, if you thought that this was going to be a night off uh, because Game 7 of the World Series was on, so maybe nothing happened, you were wrong. We had a giant fight. We had Steph Curry break his hand. We had the third highest regulation scoring game in the history of the NBA. So there was a lot going on tonight. I'm not going to go in that order. I'm going to go in order of how the games were played. But the very first game that we had, 
Cleveland 117 over Chicago 111. Uh, Cleveland goes to 2-2. Two two, Chicago 1-4. Uh, Chicago was favored in this game by two points. 217 was the over, so they went over. And uh, Coach Beeline for the Cavs, just, he wants to establish that home court advantage. And he said, we talked about that today. We want it to be special for us. The goal is to always win at home. We want to continue that trend to have people watch us grow. And this was a huge game for uh, Jason or as you probably know him, Kevin Love. He came in wearing the Jason mask because Halloween's tomorrow. And then in the press conference or uh, post game, you know, when he was in the locker room, he also answered questions in his Jason mask. So that was uh, pretty funny. But in this game, he uh, set the Cavs record for boards in a half. He had 16 boards in the first half. Uh, Jim Boylan on the Bulls in this game, he said, as the game went on, their energy grew and ours didn't. They drove it at us. They rebounded us and brought the physic physicality uh, you need in the fourth quarter. We battled, but we haven't played as well in key moments as I hoped they would. So, you know, that's just the way it goes. That's how you start out 0-4, you know. And uh, in this game, Kevin Love, 17-26 in a steal with a three-pointer. Tristan Thompson continues to keep it rolling here. This front court has been sensational for Cleveland so far, even though it's only two wins. I don't expect them to win a ton, but they've looked good. 23-10-2 uh, with five uh, blocks for Tristan Thompson. Colin Sexton had 18-2-2 with a three-pointer, and he also posterized a Wendell Carter Jr. So uh, if you haven't seen that clip, maybe you want to go check it out on Twitter. I know on uh, NBA TV they were doing a pretty good uh, job of hyping it up, and they had uh, they made Wendell Carter Jr. a ghost and then float into the air. It was pretty funny. Uh, Osmond, 12-4-3 with a steal and a block and four three-pointers. Uh, for the Cavs, for the Bulls, Wendell Carter Jr. 15 and eight with two blocks. Laurie Markkinen 16, eight and three with a block and two three pointers. Uh, Otto Porter finally looked decent, 15, five and three with a three pointer. And Zach Levine 16 points, two assists and a steal. Going over to the next game, where Orlando beats the Knicks 95, 83 in Orlando. Orlando a nine point favorite in this one. 210 was the over. Didn't quite get there. Uh, but Steve Clifford said about his team. We're trying to find our way offensively, but I do believe we had great defensive talent on this roster. Uh, through these first 10 to 12 games, we can defend and compete our way through until we get our offense going. That's what we did tonight. And the Knicks were up 80 to 79 with eight minutes left. But if you remember that score I just told you, 95 to 83, that means that the Knicks could only muster three points in the last eight minutes of this game not a good effort down the stretch and uh Fisdale said two things happened in the fourth quarter we didn't come up with loose balls and the ball stopped moving uh, it was a trust factor in tight situations you've got to share the ball when the ball stops moving for us it's death and that's what it was you know like you said they didn't move the ball at the end of the fourth quarter and they lose this game Orlando for Orlando Vucevic 21-13-4 a steal and a block two three-pointers Aaron Gordon 15 and 11 and I believe a lot of that was at the end of the game as well with a uh, steal and a block three three-pointers Evan Fournier 14-3-3 and a steal with two three-pointers John Isaac 10-7 four assists and three blocks on the Knicks side Julius Randle 16-10 and 7 with a block and Mitch Rob 12-5 and 2 
with three blocks. Hopefully, he starts getting some more minutes. Portis, 12 and 10, another double-double for him. Uh, going over in the next game here, this was the Rumble. Philly 117, moving them to 4-0 over Minnesota, 95, and they dropped to 3-1. Minnesota was a 7.5-point favorite, 223 was the over, and this one didn't quite hit that over, but uh, 7.5, Philly stomped that. Now, for those of you that don't know this, you know, Cat and Embiid have had um, they've had a little bit of a back and forth already in their NBA career, but the the middle of the third was when this happened, and it was after uh, they were both going up for a ball or something. They came down, and you know, Embiid had his arm hooked around Cat, and you know, they were doing the dance, you know, the dance where who's going to let go first? It's not going to be me. And Cat had had enough, and he turned around, and started throwing punches, and it was like you know how NBA fights go. It was a melee in about two seconds and there were bodies everywhere. Um, Embiid said he shouldn't be suspended because he didn't throw a punch. He said we were just hugging and then we went to the ground and then they ripped me off of him. So I shouldn't be suspended. I wasn't really fighting. So we'll see if that uh, helps his case at all. I can't imagine that it does. Um, But then, um, you know, they both got, they did the video replay and all that stuff. And the the ref said, uh, we deem the altercation was a fight. Therefore, by rule, they're both ejected. And I just saw them each lock arms and that escalated the fight. So they both got bounced and then they both got on uh, social media. And I guess Embiid had kind of vowed not to um, do Instagram this season or something. But he was right on Instagram after this game. And then uh, Cat fired him. Not really appropriate for me to repeat the things that were being said there. So if you want, you can go check those out. And Embiid, after the fight said, uh, or after the game, excuse me, he said, I was built for this city. They love The love they have for me, I can't thank them enough. I appreciate all the love. The reaction was probably the loudest I ever heard from them. Uh, that's what the city of Philadelphia is all about. You got to come in here. You got to fight. You got to play hard. You got to be gritty. You got to be a broad street bully. Uh, we're going to keep on fighting and try to accomplish the goal that we have set for us. So obviously after the game, you know, Cat, biggest part for Minnesota, they don't have much after him. Uh, and Philly's got all kinds of stars. So uh, MB 19-5 and 2 with a steal and a block and a 3 was his final line for Cat. It was 13-6 with an assist, two steals and a block and three threes. Uh, on the Philly side, Horford 12-16 and 4 with a 3. Tobias Harris 18-9 and 2 with a steal. Simmons 16-3 and 7, three steals, two blocks. And Simmons might get suspended too. Now, I, I think I was making too big of a deal of this because uh, I was watching it on mute. Um, I, I had another game on as well, and I saw Simmons put his arm around Cat's neck, and I was like, what is he thinking? That's going to be a long suspension, but apparently Cat and Ben Simmons are good friends, and he said he was just trying to keep him on the ground to not escalate the fight. So we'll see what that comes, you know, if that comes to any suspension for Simmons. We'll see. And I didn't, you know, stop to see guys coming off the bench. You know, if you come off the bench in an altercation, that's I think it's at least a game. So uh, that was that happened in the Suns and Spurs series a long time ago. Uh, Richardson also 12, four and one with four steals and two threes in this game on the Minnesota side. Wiggins was the beneficiary in the stat column with Cat going out 19, five and two with a steal and a block and a three. Jeff Teague 15, one and five with two threes. Uh, moving on, Boston 116 over Milwaukee 105. Boston three and one now. Milwaukee two and two. Uh, Milwaukee came in favored in this game by three and a half points. Didn't work out for them. 
222.5 was the over, which is another eerie one because they scored 221 points. So uh, almost scary sometimes how close they get those lines. But Kemba finally kind of broke out for Boston here, and he scored 21 of his 32 points in the second half. This was also a back and forth one with the Bucks leading by as much as 19 at one point. And Budenholzer said they got going pretty good. Kemba's a great player, but they played through Hayward a little bit. Tatum made some big shots, tough shots. They mixed and matched well those three tonight. And uh, Hayward said, I think it started on the defensive end. We kept getting stops. Our energy picked up, and that kind of turned it on, uh, turned it around for us in the second half. Uh, Cantor missed his third straight game with knee soreness, which makes me sad. He's one of my favorite players to watch. And I also love it when he does and says crazy things. And uh, another thing in this game that uh, I saw, GA airballed two free uh, two free throws in this game. I know he's not a good free throw shooter anyway, but it's just it's funny to see the MVP of the league not be able to knock down free throws. And he made his last three, so you know he can knock them down. It's just it for whatever reason the free throw line just eludes some players, and I I just will never understand it. They call it the charity stripe. They're called free throws. Like. You should be able to make those if you're a professional NBA player. So I'll just never get that. You know, I'm look, I, I you know, I understand these guys are running miles and miles and it's exerting their energy and stuff. But it's just crazy to me that they can make step back threes and not make a free throw. It's just got it's got to be mental. But anyway, on the Boston side, Kimba Walker, 32, six and six with four three pointers, 14 and 15 from the line. So way better than G.A. Uh, Tatum, 25, four and two with a block, four three pointers. Hayward, 21, 10, seven, a steal and a block with three three pointers. And Marcus Smart, 19, four and six with a steal and five three pointers. For the Milwaukee Bucks, GA obviously still huge. I mean, he's always going to be great. He's one of the best players in the NBA. 22-14-5 and five with a steal and two blocks. Middleton 26-6-3 and three with three three-pointers. And Bledsoe having a bad start to the year. Uh, he needs to pick it up here. Seven points, five boards, five assists, but three of eight shooting. So not very good for him. And he didn't take a lot here. Um there was another big injury tonight with the Pacers actually getting their first win over Brooklyn in Brooklyn, 118-108. Uh, that puts them up to 1-3, and, and Brooklyn shares the same record with them, 1-3. Uh, Brooklyn favored in this game by 3.5. 2.19.5 was the over in this game, so they were over that pretty well. Uh, and this was a Sabonis game because Miles Turner got hurt. He left in the first quarter with an ankle sprain, uh, and Nate McMillan said Sabonis was a monster down there, just defending, rebounding, initiating offense, had to play a lot of minutes, but was fired up, and I thought we rode his energy. And they asked uh, Sabonis about Turner after the game. He said it's tough because it's the beginning of the season. We're also trying to find each other and find that chemistry and play together, and obviously he's going to be out for a little bit. It's tough. I wish him a speedy recovery. When he comes back, he's going to help us. He He's the best defender in the league. And uh, Irving, Kyrie Irving said basketball has a way of being sequentially sound or it can be sequentially off completely. Be able to weather the storm out there. Some possessions are not going to be perfect. We want to limit the mistakes out there uh, where you have opportunities to attack the basket, shoot threes, and get everyone confident. Wins and losses come and go. It just gives us a chance to dive into practice and really take it day by day. The details are really what separates the good and the bad teams in the league. And he's absolutely right about that. I will tell you guys that the weird, there's already some weirdness with Kyrie. And I've, you know, in the past been critical of him. I don't know how great of a team leader he is. And I question whether it's a job that he can do. And I mean, and and I think the nice thing about Kyrie 
is he's unbelievably self-aware. So he knows exactly how he comes across. He knows what he's saying. He's very deliberate in his actions. So I don't like I won't if he does something incorrect, I won't give him a pass because he's too smart for that. So um, this was a very nice response. But there came a Jackie McMullen report. And, you know, Sometimes it's funny to see these reports come from Boston area reporters or, you know, the wh- wherever the guy left. So the report is coming from his old city where uh, saying the Brooklyn Nets are already a little bit worried about him because of his uh, occasional funks. I can't remember the wording they were using, but his uh, I guess maybe his mood swings, something along that line, uh, that line of thinking there. And I just I don't know. I feel like that could be a bunch of nonsense. I mean, it wouldn't put it past him to say that maybe a couple people are concerned about his mood swings because he seems to be a moody guy. Um, but come on, man, you're, you're a professional. How could you say you're upset about a mood swing? That's ridiculous. I mean, you know, if it starts affecting his play, all right, but until then let's keep our mouth shut about Kyrie Irving's, um, mood swings and that's me i'm not a fan of Kyrie. uh i think he's he's should be playing much better than he does and he should be a better leader than he is but i you can't wear mood swings come on give me a break come back when you got something real uh for the pacers sabonis 29 8 and 4 with a block two three-pointers brogdon 21 8 13 and three steals with the three-pointer jeremy lamb 25 7 with a steal and three three-pointers on the brooklyn side irving 28 7 and 6 with a steal and a block and two threes Dinwiddie 22 uh, and 7 with a steal and a three pointer, and Karis Levert 15, 6 and 3 with two three pointers. On to the next game, which would be Toronto 125 over Detroit uh, 113, 4 and 1 now for Toronto, 2 and 3 for Detroit. Toronto came in favored by 9, cleared that. 214 was the over, hit that as well. And this was the third 30 point game for Pascal Siakam. He had eight all of last year. Obviously, wasn't needed to score as much, but uh, he said, I feel comfortable. The more I get in situations like that, the more comfortable I get just having the coach trust me to have the ball in my hands and my teammates also. It feels good. And then uh, Nick Nurse said uh, that he is becoming a prime time scorer. So if there's not enough love for Siakam yet, I mean, you guys should get on board. And Dwayne Casey didn't have much to say in this one. He was like, whoever was out there, we didn't guard him. And that was pretty much his quote of the game. And <laughs> there's not much to add. You know, I think it's pretty clear. You give up 125. You're not guarding very well. Uh, in this game, though, Siakam, 30 points, like we said, 5-5, five, five, two steals, three three-pointers, 13 of 21. Kyle Lowry, 25 uh, Rebounds, eight assists, two steals, three three pointers. Ibaka with a nice game here, 19 6 and 2 with two steals and a three pointer. Fred Van Vliet dishing out all kinds of dimes, 13 1 and 11 with a steal and three uh, and a one three pointer. Uh, on the Detroit side, it's just another 20 plus double double for Drummond. The guy's insane. 21 22 and 3 with a block. Markeith, 16 5 and 2 with two three pointers. Derek Rose, 16 points, 10 assists. Galloway, 17. Uh, with a rebound and assist, a steal, and three three pointers, and you know they're still missing Blake Griffin. So uh, I refuse to give Detroit a grade because I feel like they're incomplete as of right now. Uh, Portland one hundred two, Oklahoma City ninety nine. Uh, this was not a walk off three like in the playoffs for Portland over Oklahoma City, but uh, it was a lot of Lillard and. 
the Portland Trailblazers just came in favored by a point and a half. The over was uh, 221. Didn't quite hit that over, but uh, Portland got it on the three-point win. And he was 4-15 late before hitting three three-pointers in under a minute and a half in the fourth. And after he hit those, uh, the Thunder never relinquished the lead. That was it. And Lillard said it was an ugly game. Both teams turned it over, missing shots, a lot of bad possessions, low scoring. So you knew it was going to come to the last five and six minutes. And he actually had started resting in the fourth quarter. In the beginning of the fourth, they sat him. This is a move the Rockets do a lot with Harden because they want him to be fresh for this, the stretch run. And uh, he said, the whole time I was sitting on the bench, I knew I was going to come in and try to keep it in my hands a little bit more and try to impose my will on the game a little bit more. He said, and it worked out. And he's absolutely right. Uh, big game for him, 23-7 with 13 assists. Two steals, four three-pointers. C.J. McCollum, 22-4-3 with a steal and a block and five three-pointers. Double-double for Whiteside, 12-12, two steals, two blocks. On the Oklahoma City side, CP3, 21 with five rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a three-pointer. Nerlens Noel, 15-14-2 with a steal and a block, six of seven from the field. I am so glad he is finally getting minutes. Uh, he is a fantasy uh, wet dream. He just gets... Uh, points and uh, boards and blocks and steals. He gets everything. He's good percentages. Love Nerlens Noel playing. Uh, Schroeder, 17-4-2 with a steal. Only 6-17 from the field, uh, from the field though. Uh, SGA, 13-8-3 with a steal, and he was 3-13. of 13. So not a good shooting night for anybody, but particularly the Thunder. Uh, going over to my Houston Rockets at Washington, uh, kind of a funny game. I told you guys yesterday, I thought that this was going to be um, one of the lower scoring, or not the lower scoring, lowest watch games in the local markets because the Astros are were playing the Nationals in the World Series. Obviously, the Nationals won. Congratulations to them. But the Rockets come down with the win in the third highest regulation game in NBA history, 159 to 158. Houston was an eight point favorite in this game. Didn't hit that, obviously. 232 and a half was the over in a game that scored 317 points. So, uh, obviously, way, way, way over. I mean, you look at this game, the score. I don't know if the All Star game is going to score this many points. This is ridiculous. And just looking at the shooting for both teams. Washington shot 63%. The Rockets shot 53%. The Rockets were 43% from downtown. Washington, 56%. Um, and, you know, both free throw shoot. The free throw shooting was bad, I guess you would say, as far as the percentages go, comparative to the rest. 79% for the Rockets, 83% for the Wizards here. But, um, this was uh, the huge breakout game for Harden. He had 59 points in this one. And Dan Tony said, I didn't know we were going to have to score about 160 to win, but whatever it takes, it took. He said, a lot of great individual performances. They played unbelievable. They didn't miss anything. We just let down a little bit, and they made everything. Um, Beal said, I hate moral victories, but it's always a good feeling that when we lose, it's always one or two things we can fix. And you're putting up 158, you can absolutely fix that. And uh, Harden said, the only way we'll get to where we want to go is uh, our defensive efforts, and it has to be consistent. Right now, we're not consistent. That's why we go through tough times like that. That's what the course of uh, the year is for. Just try and build those habits and can continue to keep building. So 
Uh, nice talk about wanting to be better defensive, but not when you give up 158 points. Give me a break. Come on, James. 59-3 and 9 assists with the steal. Six three-pointers. He was 18 of 32 from the field, 17 of 18 from the line, and he missed the last one because there was only 2.4 seconds left in the game and the Wizards had no more timeouts. So uh, that was a purposeful miss. Westy, another triple-double, 17, 10, and 12 with two steals and a block and a three. And he only had, I think, four points going into the fourth quarter, so a lot of late scoring for him. Uh, Clint Capella, 21 and 12 with three assists, a steal and a block, and nine of 13 from the field. Uh, Bradley Beal had what might be his best game ever. 46, six and eight assists, three steals, seven, three pointers, 14 of 20. Unbelievable day for him. Uh, Bryant 13 and 12 with five assists, a steal, four blocks. Unbelievable. Uh, Rui Hachimura, 23 points in his home debut of five rebounds, three, three pointers. Uh, Bertans 21, three and two with six, three pointers. Isaiah Thomas, 10 assists with 17 points, uh, two boards, and two three-pointers. Charlotte over Sacramento, 118 to 111, uh, moving Charlotte to 2-3. and three. Sacramento 0-5, and, and I might have heard this stat wrong, but I'm pretty sure I was watching NBA TV, and they said that the Kings are 0-5, uh, have started 0-5 for the first time in 29 years. Kind of hard to believe. You know, Sacramento went through some lean years there for a while, and apparently they never started 0-5. They were 7.5-point favorites in this game, and I was picking them. I, I Charlotte has come together a lot better, and I may have to eat some words uh, in a couple weeks here because I did not think they were going to be good. 223.5 was the over. They nailed that. Uh, Borrego on P.J. Washington, he said, I thought he imposed his will on that game immensely when he stepped on the floor. Uh, right now, we have a young man that has potential to go down in the post and play out in the perimeter. That's a very complete young man. A great game for Washington in this one. 23 points, 8 boards, 3 assists, 2 three-pointers, 10 of 13 shooting. He was great. He said, I'm shooting it with confidence. If I have an open look, I'm definitely taking it. If you don't have a hand up, I'm shooting it. So uh, the rest of the Hornets here, Rozier, 22-5-6 and six with 3 steals and 2 blocks and 3 three-pointers. Great game for him. Uh, Zeller, 12-15 and 15 with 5 assists. Bridges, 17-4-2, and a uh, block and a steal and three three-pointers, and he was 7-11. of 11. On the Sacramento side, uh, De'Aaron Fox, 16-7-10 and 10 with two steals, uh, a block, one three-pointer. Rashawn Holmes, 17-9-2, and two, two steals, three blocks, eight of 10 shooting, and his first start of the year, he looked great. Uh, Barnes, 22-7-1 and one with uh, three steals and a three-pointer, 10 of 18, and Buddy Hill, 23-1-4, with two seals and seven three-pointers. So the scoring was there, but they just couldn't uh, stop Charlotte from scoring. Uh, going over to Utah, beating the Clippers 110-96, to moving Utah to 4-1, and and the Clippers down to 3-2. and Utah came in a six-point favorite. Easy on that because this was a load management game for Kawhi. So he didn't play. They're playing back-to-backs, and they didn't play him on the front end, which they do a lot. 214.5 was the over on this one. Didn't quite get there. Kawhi uh, didn't play, obviously, but Conley got out of his slump for Utah. He said, I just wanted to get back to who I am. I hit one, I hit two, and could feel it going. I felt the energy from the crowd and my teammates and said, yes, this is the game. I've never experienced that in the 13 years of playing basketball. It was special, and I could tell the crowd was feeling it like I was, uh, just waiting and had a lot of energy built up. So uh, that's, um, I mean, I may be 
a person making a bigger deal out of this than it is. But to me, that feels like a shot at Memphis because he just said in 13 years, I've never felt anything like this. And maybe it's something, you know, less of a shot at Memphis and more of a, you know, want to raise up Utah. But that sounds a little sketchy to me. Uh, but may- maybe that's just me. But uh, Patrick Beverly said second half, they made some tough shots. They made the shots that we wanted them to take. So sometimes you just lose a game like that. You know, you force them into situations that you think are going to be positive for you. And they knock down the shots. And that's just that. And that seemed to be one of these games here. Conley, 29 points, an assist, uh, a rebound, five assists, two seals, five three-pointers, 11 of 17. Donovan Mitchell, 24 and five with two steals and two assists, 10 of 17 for him. Bogdanovich, 14, four and two with two three-pointers. On the Clippers side, Lou Williams, 24, three and four with the three-pointer, nine of 17. And Jermichael Green had a nice night, 23 and eight with a block and five three-pointers. He was eight of 11. So high-scoring game there, but didn't hit the over. The last game of the night was the one where we had our most significant news. Phoenix 121 over Golden State 110. Uh, Phoenix now 3-2, and two, looking pretty good. Golden State 1-3. The only game they won was against New Orleans. Uh, they were five-point favorites in this game. 229 was the over, so they got over that. But Steph Curry fell, and then Baines fell on him. He broke his hand. There's no timetable so far. They still have to see if he needs a pin, if it's just a cast, how long it's going to be. But there are already people counting the Warriors out. They've already had a ton of injuries. Obviously, Clay is out for the majority of the season. Willie Colley-Sign just came back tonight. Kevin Looney is out. So there's um, a lot of injuries, and people are just burying them. The West is super competitive. I don't know that I'm going to go as far as to bury them, but I would say that um, they're going to have a rough time making the playoffs. If Curry has to miss like two months, which seems more than likely, um, they're going to have a tough time making it. And I'm just not, there are going to be some ugly games. So could be, you know, for fantasy people like me, could be some uh, huge games for D'Angelo Russell, but um, I'm not excited about this team, man. They're going to be rough to watch. And it really sucks they just opened that new court and stuff too. But uh, Aaron Baines came up after the game and just wanted to know how Steph was doing. Kerr said you could tell he felt really bad. It's just a random basketball play. So stuff happens out there. Uh, and Monty, even Monty Williams, the coach of the Sun, said, I just feel bad for him uh, when these guys are the faces of the league go down. Uh, it's not good for the league, but especially someone like Steph, who's done so much to raise the level of excitement here in the Bay Area and throughout the league. And that's kind of, you know, when a star player goes down, it's not good for anybody. You know what I mean? I know that there are people that don't like the Warriors and they don't like Steph, but he makes the experience better when you're watching an NBA game. So it really sucks that he got hurt and went down in this game and, uh, we're not going to see him for a while. I'm, I'm curious to see what the actual uh, timetable is going to be. But like I said, it's probably going to, I mean, I think at minimum it's going to be a month. So uh, this isn't, you know, I think in the um, in the playoffs against the Rockets, he jammed a finger and popped it right back in. This ain't that, you know. Uh, he's probably going to need surgery. So we'll see what happens with Steph long term. Really sucks. Um and like I said, D'Angelo Russell's going to have to step up. Draymond's going to have to step up. And they didn't have good games. On the Phoenix side here, Booker 31-4-5 with a steal, six three-pointers. Baines had a great game, 
24 and 13, seven assists, two three-pointers. Charge, 16-9 with five assists, five steals, and two three-pointers. Ricky Rubio, 14-3-7 with a steal and two three-pointers. Suns look good. I mean, that's kind of the underrated thing here. I know they beat the Warriors, who had a lot of you know wind come out of their sails when Curry went down, but Suns are 3-2. They look good. They might be taking that playoff spot that is could be exempt from Golden State now. And D'Angelo Russell, 15-7-6 with a three-pointer. Glenn Robinson, 17-2 with a steal, uh, a block, and an assist and a three-pointer. Eric Pascal, 23-3 with, with a steal and two blocks. Draymond, 4 Four points, five boards, four assists, and a steal. Two of eight from the field and missed two free throws as well. So um, not a good not a good showing for Draymond. And that's, I mean, Channing Fry said it on NBA TV. He said uh, if they start dropping games like, you know, a bunch in a row, you might start seeing Draymond get uh, load managed at the end of the year because they're not playing for anything and they want to save the guys that they paid. So that would make a ton of sense, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. On the docket for tomorrow, we only have three games. Miami is on the road against Atlanta. Uh, Miami is six and a half point favorites in this game, 216 and a half. Obviously, no Trey Young for uh, the Hawks. A lot of injuries recently. God, early in the year, too. This sucks. So I'm going to take Miami on that side pretty easy. Uh, Denver on the road at New Orleans. There's no over on this one, but the line right now is Denver by two and a half. So I'm not sure who they're banking on maybe missing this game. Maybe it's probably Drew Holiday who uh, has been in and out. Uh, San Antonio on the road against the Clippers. Like we said, quiet load managed, so he's going to play in this game at home against the Clippers, and they are five-point favorites. 225.5 is the line. I think I'm still going to go with San Antonio against the line. Now, you know, the rest of the guys had to play, so the rest of the guys are on a back-to-back, even if Kawhi isn't. I know he's one of the best players in the world, but Spurs have looked good early this year. So I think I'm going to take them uh, against the spread here. And that is going to wrap it up for me on Hardwood Takeaways. And I will see you guys tomorrow. The Welsh might be joining us, but we're at least going to go over these three games and look at the weekend slate. So take it easy, everybody. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. That is at the Welsh. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. 
You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.